I don't know what to call this one. Finding good, finding good community building. Let's go with that. Find good community building. Let's get into it. There is a place beyond hurt, beyond fear, beyond distraction. There is a place you get to when you know you just need to do better. There is a place where the excuses don't work, where the judgments don't matter, where how you feel don't matter. See, everybody want to look good. Looking good is easy. Looking good is simple. You don't got to do nothing to look good. But do you have the courage to actually be good? Do you have the fight in you to actually be good? Be good right now. Good. Hey, good people. How we doing? This is Good Radio. For those who are coming back, thank you so much. Welcome back. For those of you who it's your first time, welcome. As Hove says, you could have been anywhere in the world, but I'm glad that you're here with me right now. So I want to jump right into it. Don't waste no time. I did an episode called Finding Good Allies that was geared towards and targeted uh, towards my white friends and white listeners, right? But now I want to speak in, in a more general sense. The whole premise of finding good times and the good brand, if you will, is that stories grow us. Empirical knowledge and empirical wisdom grows us and, and expands our capacity and, 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 and pushes us. Even if it's uncomfortable, most times it is uncomfortable sharing stories that are that are really deep and really real. And I don't ex- I can't expect. You guys to share your stories in all candor and all honesty and all transparency if I hold back. So I want to establish a rapport and a, and a level of conversation with you between you and me so that when it's time for you to share your story on this platform, when it's time for you to give your voice or when it's time for you to you know, chime in and put your two cents in, you will be as comfortable with being as transparent as I am. So when this first started, and and I'll go back to Ahmaud Arbery, right? I think it was the fact that we didn't have anything. Uh, We we were all in the house and it was that point in the the quarantine or the, the, you know, whatever you want to call it, where people were like kind of cabin feverish and waiting for something to go on. And I, I, I knew that it was... It was going to be a big thing. Everyone's sitting at home. And I remember putting up a lot of posts and a lot of um, like reactory things on Instagram. And it a lot of people were reacting to it, but some people were pushing back. And I remember specifically, um, actually, and, and I got to do this in Canada, not to call you out, brother. But I was uh, I had just gotten off of a, a probably two hour video chat with rory uh friend rory go check out his music uh rory k music uh, rory kerouac on instagram uh great artist um but i had just gotten off of a video chat with him about two hours long great conversation and we were talking about a plethora of different things uh but one of those things happened to be um responses two issues of uh, race. He was asking me uh, or it came up in the conversation about um, my 
my pro-black voice. And we were talking about, and if you follow me on Instagram, you know that I'm all about black love. I'm all about shifting the narrative and shifting the imagery of black folk to not just be what is portrayed by the music industry or what's portrayed, you know, the, the, the trapper or the, uh, the gangster or the pimp or this kind of pseudo cool type of person that isn't really what we see in our neighborhoods like that that's the the hyper that's the hyperbolic imagery that that's put forth to be entertaining but that's not what we see in our neighborhoods every day right and i was talking to him about uh about how i push this image of black love and you know it's not all about us you know calling women out their name and treating women like you know like some some feature the future type attitude like you know I, I i don't see in my everyday life women who belong to the streets in my everyday life i see hard-working women i see respectable women i see women that carry themselves with not only poise but with strength and with honor and 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 who are hard-working who don't need to, to go out here and chase no rapper for their bag or don't need to pin their whole identity on whatever type of trend is going on, you know. And that that's not to vilify the women who do. That's not to belittle the women who do. I, I love, I, I think you feel empowered however you feel empowered. Get, get your power on. But um, it, it's not all that. And I was pushing this, I'm pushing this image of that, this beautiful, regal, you know, black couple. That's the, that's the imagery that I've been pushing uh, prior to Ahmaud Arbery and, and just in a lot of my posts, just black love, black love showing, you know, showing us in, in, in business, showing us doing things other than the, the, the everyday, what the media shows us doing. And what these, you know, the blogs or whatever show was doing, right? And then I had, we had gotten into the conversation of what's expected. And to this day, I, I regret what I said because I said, I, I don't blame you for, and again, transparency, honesty, vulnerability, and it is uncomfortable to talk about it now, but I got to talk about it. I said to him, I said, look, uh, I don't blame you. If you, because he said he doesn't know all the time the words to say, um, and he said it's not his 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 thing. I'm paraphrasing. Uh, Rory, feel free to hit me up if I miss. I, I'm not quoting you, so but misinterpreting uh, what your sentiment was. But uh, it, it basically was I don't know where my placement in the conversation is, so I'd rather not be a part of the conversation. And I ag agreed with that to the to from the perspective of a lot of other fights a lot of other fronts um i don't necessarily know my place in so if we're talking about um a lot of feminism uh talks or we're talking about um just fights that i i don't know i didn't know that much about at the time to be a, a full advocate of right so and and i i gave him my anecdotal uh kind of pass and it's like god was like this kind of thing because 
right literally right after we hung up from that video call the information starts coming in about uh that beautiful young man uh mr arbery who 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 was murdered and i had this immediate like feeling of wow i just betrayed what i know was is going to be like i knew it was going to be an important thing in the in in the coming weeks and i almost you know if we hadn't have ended the conversation so late it was like what one two o'clock in the morning but i uh if it wasn't so late i would have called him back immediately or texted him immediately and said you know that this is not the you know so that weighed on me a lot when uh that happened and i i went on this thing i was like yo show, show your support show your support but i was it was duplicitous because I had just given somebody a pass from my, and, and it wasn't because I was trying to um, be obsequious to his comfort or uh, make him feel like you know, it was really how I felt at the time. But this is the thing. First of all, we always have to be open to growth when we receive different knowledge or when we receive different wisdom or when we receive different revelations in ourselves, we have to be open to that growth. We have to be open to expanding ourselves. That's another thing that finding good times is always about expansion, expanding the capacity of what you know, expanding the capacity of, of, of what you, of what you know to be true. Right? So I entered into that kind of like, wow, um, I now have to, I, I really now have to get out here and get people to really start talking. And I sent a lot of, um, the, a lot of memes to people that, to, to white folk that I know who were, you know, like, um, I know that their voice will penetrate circles that my voice would never get to. Right their voice will get to places and get to people's ears that my voice will never get to. Right. And, um, Ahmaud Arbery happens and, and, you know, some people responded, some people didn't. It was kind of like that still on the fence thing. Now this happens, this, uh, the, this George Lloyd thing. And, and what happens is there's this big shift now. Right. And, you know, people are talking and, and that's great, but what is happening within me and I know what's happening within with, with a lot of other um, black folk, especially uh, black folk who just had come into the world in the in the early 90s. Right. With the Rodney King thing where we weren't necessarily old enough to know what was going on, but we felt the energy. We felt the air and years after you felt this kind of chasm in the nation um for those of you who are a little bit older than i am or significantly older you know that the between the rodney king thing happening and the oj thing happening it was this kind of racial chasm in the early 90s where and, and then you have like things like malcolm x the movie coming out and you have uh, a, a lot of different racial conversations were being had in this country but we were too young to take place in it right but i had to reflect on that and I spent a lot of time this week reflecting on moments and situations that I might have been silent 
I did not always have, I, I want to thank uh, and, and attribute listening to a lot of different thought leaders in the black community for giving me my voice who are unapologetically who they are and unapologetic in feeling what they feel, incorporating the, the logic of the time and, and being aware of the situations of the time and not holding their voice back because a lot of us do. A lot of us, and, and this is something, I'm speaking in general, but this is also something that people, a lot of black folk cut their voices short, right? They, again, I'll use this word, uh, they are obsequious to make other people, they're, they're obsequious to the comfort of others. I used that before at the, at the risk of their own feelings at the risk of their own kind of internal integrity because they don't want to seem like they're angry or they don't want to rock the boat or they don't want to you know a lot of times when situ when you know situations like this had come up in the past it's like why are you trying to separate us why are you playing a race card why are you but if it's something that you see on your every in your every day right if it's something that you and and i'm gonna i'm i wrote a piece about this it's gonna come out soon and i speak about how i felt again growing up in the 90s in new york when it was uh pre 9 11 giuliani time that's the era that i came up in as a young man who's and, and i'm not talking young like teenager i'm talking young like the 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 worldview my worldview was just being shaped and you have amadou diallo shot 41 times for pulling out his keys you have abner luima getting a broken broomstick shoved into his anal cavity yeah that's real i mean this is and, and and you you think about like people are saying yeah take a case by case basis but if you live in a city where these things are happening to people who look like you in areas that you come from and it's not like an like an accidental shooting these are like it's not accidental to shove a broomstick up someone's um, someone's rectum ain't no accident in that there is no accident when you release 40 when when you as a group of officers unload into uh, a young man and i believe the ages of these people and, and that's another thing that got me as as i'm reflecting the ages of these people because sometimes you know I, i'm i'm a pretty good looking brother <laughs> and, and i don't really uh, affect the i don't really take affect of, of the age that i am sometimes right because you know i'll be using my oils and my shea butter and all of that but i'm, I'm pretty i'm pretty up there now and the the ages of these guys when these things are happening to them when they're shot and when they're being assaulted like this early 20s early 20s like and, and i gotta thank god because i'm like wow i i, I never went through i never i never been shot by no police but this is the thinking that this is the the things that you know watching the news every night are being Im imprinted in my head imprinted in my mind imprinted in the mind of other uh use and then not to not to mention the nightly story of 
the 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 quote-unquote young black criminal that's going on every night on the news you see another uh face of someone wilding out someone robbing someone killing the gangs and this and that and i'm not saying that the media well i am saying the media is dishonest sometimes and the media has agendas right because we know that drugs are consumed by every community unless maybe you Amish you still got Rumspringer <laughs> drugs are consumed by every community violence happens in every community sometimes when drugs are mixed in with poverty it escalates the situation sometimes when you add poverty to a community and severe poverty, uh, people are operating in a survival mode. So they are compelled to do extreme things for survival that doesn't give them a pass. And let me let me kind of edge off to that for a second, because a, a lot of um reactions that i'm seeing and, and what i try to do is i go out of the sphere of my comfort zone when i'm on um social media or when i'm watching the news so i will turn to fox i will you know kind of glance through the comments of uh some people who are are not who are known um dissenters of the of the black community even people who are black who are known traitors i call it known traitors i'm talking to candace owens i'm talking to larry elders i'm talking that bogus sheriff yeah i'm talking like traitor traitors i do go to their page some from time to time and i do look at and, and one of the things that they always bring up is how we're killing ourselves and if we're going to be honest and we're going to talk some real talk they don't they they, they are contorting the truth but it's still telling the truth see we can protest for days and days and days about the the mistreatment that we are subject to by the police but after we deal with that and i'm saying after because we got we can't distract from we got to focus on dealing with that first we have to focus on dismantling certain policies and certain um practices that promote white supremacy and and, and promote communities of color being held down first we have to do that first but eventually we're gonna have to get to certain other things that affect our community not saying now but we have to get to it we have to get to and i know it is deeper than than it goes if you look and this is what some this is what people like that do they look on the surface and they say y'all killing yourselves you're wrong you're the they, they they vilify that but if you look deeper than the surface goes if you are a person who is coming up in poverty and you don't have you don't see a way out for yourself you don't see your trajectory of life is survival mode until you die you you see generationally my grandmama was here 
my mama was was here i'm here we were all broke we were all you know whatever you don't have a a a, a great trajectory for your life so when you're faced with that and you're faced with hunger and 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 the school that you are are going to that isn't really you're not really being fulfilled you're not being fed because you're learning about these people that have nothing to do with what you got to deal with when you go home you're dealing with people you're dealing with education that has nothing to do with your history this is a, a european based history pretty much until uh february and then in february you get the we were slaves and then we were and then malcolm Ma martin luther king close the book right it's this kind of like flip like flash type of thing like we were slaves you might get a little uh frederick Douglass here and there a little um uh sojourner truth or harry tubman here or there and then martin luther king and then close the book or or then obama close the book right and if you don't have if you're not if you don't see yourself in the education, not only you're not learning about your history, but you're not learning about things that are going to impact your your life when you get out. Outside those school walls, it's not going to help you pay your bills. Ain't, ain't nothing about learning about 99% of the stuff that we learn about in school going to help that young man who don't have nothing in his fridge. Who ain't ate all day who come to school hungry, who sees the influences of the people on the block who also were stuck in cycles of poverty and who may be doing a little bit better because they, they're, they're selling this or hustling that or whatever, whatever, because they're in survival mode. So you see people in survival mode and your reaction to that is, I'm, in, I, I'm starving too, let me go do that. And then when you get into the culture of survival mode if you if you look at people who are in survival modes it's not very you're not acting humane you're not acting you're not acting from a place of 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 sanity because you're in survival mode that has nothing to do with your, the color of your skin that has nothing to do with the the the, the community that you come up in you, if you put the same conditions on any community anywhere in the in the world if you make some uh, if you make a, a certain people or a certain community a permanent underclass survival mode enters and when survival mode enters you are doing any and everything to get to the next day your value for life diminishes your value for other people's lives if you don't value it's like i was talking about if, if if you don't value your life if you don't know how to love yourself you ain't gonna love nobody else if you don't value your life you definitely not gonna value the life of a brother you definitely not gonna value the life of anybody on the street who you uh think of as food so we do have to uh, uh address these situations but we have to address it not vilifying anyone and that's what i said about the whole situation we we have to get away from vilifying one or two people and then letting the situation go back to status quo it's not that it has to be policy change there are ways there are 
people who can affect the policy, who can policy makers, lawmakers, put people in office who really have a heart for putting programs together that empower and, and that not only end poverty, but empower people to help themselves. That is the big thing, because if you make it a state where people are dependent on you, they never grow. It's like that old thing, right? If you teach it, if you give a man a fish, he gonna be dependent on you. But if you teach him to fish, he will not go hungry ever. And this is why a lot of kids look up to the, the stories of the, the, the crime figures or stories of the, 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 the Rick Rosses and, and, you know, the Jay-Z's and, and whoever, because they see it as this self-made thing. I don't, because the, the thing, is, whatever you think about black folk, black folk are like pretty much anybody else where black kids are like anybody, where they want to do for themselves. I look at the genius behind these these kids who are artists, right? Who who are rappers, right? The the I think of this. I was listening to a battle rap the other day, and I was like the genius of these kids who are able to flip words. And I might not agree with the the content of it, like the the subject matter of it, but the the genius that you're able to flip words and contort words and and make words fit over a beat in time remembering all of the like these long prose like so it's it's really some shakespearean type stuff the genius of of kids who are so in love with with music that they learn all of these programs and learn all of these engineering things and learn all of these marketing things and learn things that people can like hire you for in a nine to five aspect in a nine to five world in a suit and tie world. These are these kids have so much potential in them. These kids have all of the potential in the world. I was listening to the, the uh, interview with Chief Keef, right? And Chief Keef uh, from Chicago puts out, you know, music that is very drill. And for my listeners who don't know what drill is, very like, think about LA 90s music applied to the context of modern day uh, Chicago, very gangland type of music, but very inspired, right? It is it, very visceral, like you gonna feel it, right? And I think about the image, the imagery that Chief Keef has put forward or that has been put forward of him. And I remember uh, this thing he was doing with this, I think it was Kirk Frost that he did the interview with. And he was talking about how he did design all of his covers. And he did all of his artwork and, and how he was so proficient with uh, like Photoshop and with the programs online. And it's like, we got to get, and I'm talking to us now, we got to get out of this mold where it's corny to be doing something outside of the block. It's corny to be doing something that doesn't have to do with, with like hood stuff. It's corny to pick up a, pick up a, a, a passion, right? I was listening to uh, Beanie Siegel um, on my brother, peace, peace, peace. Can't wait till you free uh, Taxstone. Probably wouldn't be doing this if it wasn't for Taxstone. But uh, anyway, I was listening to Beanie Siegel on it, and he was talking about how in his day, and this probably was like the what early '90s, '80s, 
where it wasn't cool to be a rapper in the hood. You know how everybody rap now? It wasn't cool to be a rapper back in the day because people were on the block getting money. How they was how it was hustling. So if you out there trying to be a rapper, that wasn't cool. I remember Nip, Nip was talking about how it wasn't cool to be a rapper at some point. At one point, you want to be a rapper? What would you do? And it, and we have this thing. It's this cycle. And Jay talks about it a lot. Where it's like if you don't think that you can do something, you project that onto other people, and it's dangerous. It's dangerous to project your personal ideas about the world and your personal ideas about failure and your personal ideas about the small capacity that you have onto kids that's dangerous it's dangerous to especially if you are boxing those young men and those young women into the same cycle of poverty that you're in because i guarantee you what what we tell the kids they can do, they do. And I'm telling you, I, I've enjoyed so much. As a person who kind of aged out of like doing all of the rap stuff, I enjoy what the younger generation is doing now in terms of they have their hand in everything. Everything, everything. They're shooting their own videos. They're producing their own music. Of course, writing it. They're designing their sets. They're putting together their own uh their own festivals they're branching into to clothing and fashion finally owning something they got they're on podcasts they're uh they're marketing they're in the offices they're doing they're branching out so now it's not this one leg one uh trick pony type of thing one lane they're creating multiple streams of purpose and some people are saying all right maybe i don't want to rap i, I want to be uh you know i, I want to go into marketing they're doing things that that other communities have made so much money on and it's the thing about uh that i think about the old rappers right the old guard and i don't like to use the word old but the the the, the ancestor rappers right the 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 ogs whatever you want to call it respectfully however i most respectfully address them they were kind of like i just i'm just making music right but you look at the people who are really prosperous as the people who branch out and do other things. And if you look at the people who are probably maintaining financial wealth, it's the people who were on their team and who developed skills that after the rap goes away or after the artist goes away, they could still design this person's cover and, and do this person's marketing and do this and this. It's about offering youth more options making a giving youth the space and it's not only us that's putting up putting us in a box it's it's other communities as well because if you show up to a job interview and, and and you don't look like the you don't fit the patina of what quote-unquote professionalism is and what quote-unquote professionalism is usually boils down to what makes white folk comfortable if you don't talk a certain way, if you don't walk a certain way, if you don't look a certain way, if you don't act a certain way, then uh, he might be a liability. But there are such so, so many talented kids. And when they get in, imagine this, you are a talented kid. You find a passion that's not uh, the, the average thing and you could really be good at it. But the, the, the message that you're getting from outside is that's corny. The message that you're getting from the, the corporate offices downtown is you don't fit in. So what do you do? 
you revert back to what everybody else is doing staying around sitting around doing doing a whole bunch of nothing killing each other and that's some real stuff and that's what we, we got to talk about it too if we're going to talk about one side we got to talk about both that does not take away from the fact that we got to put policy in a place to stop these police from killing us we got to put policy in a place that that reforms education we got to put policy in a place that reforms the businesses that we own in our neighborhood shout out to 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 prince donna donnell donald however you say his name love you brother sorry if i mispronounce your name uh, shout out to uh john henry who are uh young brothers of color who are promoting entrepreneurship who are promoting people like yo sell you like you know get into business do you think because when we when we do that when we gain financial equity in our own neighborhoods when we start to own the, the businesses and start to own the stores and start to own the the real estate and start to own our own neighborhoods we don't have to appease the person downtown who wants us to have a certain dialect or or wear a suit or do whatever like that we could be in our own neighborhoods let me touch on this real quickly and i say this a lot because uh one of my teachers honorable minister louis farrakhan i am not ashamed to say his name right he always has spoken about ownership you can't go to a lot of other communities and you don't go to a lot of, a lot of other communities and see black owned businesses but yet in every black community that I know, you see a representation of other communities here taking the money and not feeding anything back into the neighborhood, taking the money and disrespecting the people that live in the neighborhood, taking the money and, and building, building their neighborhood up, putting money into the banks in their neighborhood while ours languish, while our neighborhood goes dilapidated everything around around their business is dilapidated all of the residential places are dilapidated but the business is thriving and they got you know they got their situation at home set while our neighborhoods are, are starving it's time to, to do some ownership it's time to like yo everybody and if you follow me on instagram you know i'm very into supporting people that are doing their thing not just black folk but especially black folk especially young folk you do your thing i'm gonna support i'm gonna throw you up on the story i'm gonna buy a t-shirt i'm gonna buy a hoodie i'm gonna i'm gonna you know repost your podcast thank you for those who have reposted my podcast my podcast episodes by the way um I, i'm gonna I'm a repost your music i'm gonna repost your designs i'm gonna repost uh you know whatever you're doing in the community and that's another thing as much as we need creative voices because we as a people are very creative and very rhythmic and very uh, talented and very uh, acrylic in our way. Um, yeah, you like how I use that acrylic word, right? Uh, acrylic in our way. There are things outside of creativity that we can focus on right if you got the loud voice and you got you always talking and you always defending people you always standing up for people maybe you're not maybe you shouldn't be using that to 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 whatever maybe you should be a politician maybe you should be somebody who because we do need a lot of the the, 
the reason why our community isn't involved in uh, politics and in community policies and in uh, things that really affect us because we think that we just that you know we just happen to come in a crime like that or we happen to all our buildings are falling down just like this we don't own anything just out of osmosis or just out of the sky or because that's the way it's always been but it's the policy that runs all these things it's the people that are controlling the community that are that are that are really causing all of these effects so if you are a person who likes to stand up for people who likes to speak up for people who likes to do these things into that world a lot of the reasons why our, our our young folk are disconnected with the voting process other than seeing what goes on uh in in the higher positions of it um or, or in any positions of it why people are disconnected is because they don't see enough of themselves i'm not one who will ever disrespect al sharpton i think it's abysmal for people who do because like i was talking about with abner luima and with um uh, even with Rodney King and and with uh, uh, Amadou Diallo and with a lot of other things, these people were standing there. These people, regardless of whether they were trying to build their own per of whatever or not, they were there. They were there on the front lines. They were doing what they had to do. They were using their voice to put you in the conversation. A lot of people are not brave enough to to withstand the the the, the weight of the NYPD against you. You know how crazy that is to live with that every day? Imagine you going face to face with police every day, not just when it's trending. Every day and, and not when thousands of people are with you. So it becomes like this unified. You can't really single me out. Now, nah, your name is in the newspaper. I know where your office is. I probably know where your house is. You know the weight of that? So I will never talk bad, never talk bad about a black leader, any person that put their life on the line for us. But I will say that once you, you get to a certain age, the youth isn't really going to connect with you the same way. You got to think about it like this. A lot of people, a lot of youth, right? You think about 91, 92 that happened, 93, maybe. I don't know the exact year. But uh, or maybe a little bit, even even if it was 97, you got to think a lot of the youth weren't even born then. How many people were my sister was born in 96, right? Probably doesn't remember watching that in the news, probably doesn't remember a lot. And a lot of the youth don't remember like the severity of that. The severity of Giuliani time, like when it was open season, like you could not like we got stop and frisk uh, thrown out, right? That was that was stop and frisk on steroids. You watch an episode of like New York Undercover, or watch those old cop episodes, or pull up clips uh, of you know, it was crazy. So we can't. But a lot of people, a lot of the youth, are disconnected from that just because they weren't born. They 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 didn't they can't connect to it, right? So it's important for young people to step up if you have a voice. If you are not afraid to use your voice, listen, and, and I'll put it like this. If you're not afraid to, 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 lose, to use your voice when you're talking about respect when it comes to some, some street stuff. If you're talking about you an honorable person and you're willing to do what you got to do on the street, you could be, the, be an honorable person when it comes to going down a city hall. You could be an honorable person when it comes to being an alderman or assemblyman or or. or, or 
whatever, a mayor, governor, don't limit yourself. You don't even got to run for office. You could be, you could just be in the, in the struggle. You could just be in like, and this is for people. If you using your voice like that, it doesn't always got to boil down to rap. That's what I'm trying to say. It doesn't always got to boil down. My, my mama actually told me that, right? When I was trying to do music, it doesn't, you, you can use your voice in different ways. You can use your power in different ways. You can use your, whatever you're charismatic at in different ways. And I think a lot of the youth are realizing that, and that's going to be scary to the system. That's going to be scary to the system because you have all these young black and brown kids and, and, and young enlightened and informed white kids coming together and they're going to really make some changes. They're going to make some changes. You, you mean the, you mean they not uh, focused on going against each other. They coming together and they talking about reform. They talking about a new America. Yeah. Yeah. That's what we're talking about. And a thing is, I got to say this as well. The culture of hip hop has helped, I guess, normalize or humanize or. And, and we have to use that carefully because a lot of times what happens is we build these character caricatures up of being super gangsters. And you got to know that that's going into these these ears of whoever. And though they might love it for. Uh, when, when it's a Spotify thing, or though they might love it when you on in concert and on stage, uh, uh, excitement at a distance, it might dehumanize you in their head and might have an adverse effect for the actual people of color that they have to deal with in a, on a day-to-day -day basis. Just going to throw that in there. But hip-hop has brought people together in a way where it's like, yo, I, I, I don't want to see my favorite artist this artist that changed my life go through this connecting people in that way i don't i look up to this person right i can't look up to this person and hate people who look like him right so it's good in that sense and i'm never going to tell anyone to not do music but there are other ways if you were if you were influential in doing music you could be influential in doing a lot of things i'm looking i'm looking so forward to what chance the rapper does I'm looking so forward to what that young man does because I think that that young man gonna mayor or governor or maybe even president one day like I'm I'm looking forward to that but then again see what happened with that look at what happened with that you start speaking too positively and doing too well and not doing not doing the typical rah-rah and now you corny when is being successful been corny when is finding something that makes you passionate and, and doing it all in, going all in with it corny? Yeah, you want, yeah, you on Doritos, so is whoever else. I'd rather see him in success, and that's another thing. We have to stop curtailing people's success and, and hating on people's success just because we don't have it. A lot of times that's why we don't reach the levels of success that we want to because we spending so much time wagging a finger at other people who are doing their thing. If you spent more time handling your business, then you might have some business. If you spend less time in their business, you might have some good business of your own to do. I had to stop that in myself too because I was so, a lot of times I would put up uh, 
angry or not angry but put up if i didn't agree with something put up things on the story and like kind of try to go at people and first of all the likelihood the likeliness and likelihood of, that they are actually seeing what you posting up is very small <laughs> so you're wasting your time uh and, and putting bad energy out and if they see a comment that you know they, they get a lot of these comments so it's like you, you you're you're working yourself up more than you're working that other person up number one number two the the time that you put and the energy that you put and the effort that you put and the mind power that you put into crafting all of these negative things for other people and towards other people you can spend that same time that same energy that same effort that same mind power into doing something positive for yourself you gotta take responsibility for yourself what are you doing don't talk about what somebody else doing don't talk about how somebody else living don't talk about what somebody else doing wrong what are you doing what are you doing and that's and that's another thing that i gotta really stress and reiterate because that's a part a big part of what finding good times is finding good times is like i want to i want to highlight what other people are doing this is not just me i want to highlight the good that other people are doing i want to highlight the, the the beauty in what people are filling their time with a lot of times and and the thing is a lot of times we we focus on the we focus on the good that people do until it puts us in an uncomfortable position right so everyone loves the the rising champion but everyone hates the champion everyone and i do it i did it with drake everyone love i love drake seeing him on uh degrassi when he did that, uh, I forget how the line went, but like one foot forward, but so I'm never behind type thing. I love that, right? I loved early Drake, but when, and everyone loved the rising champion, but then when he's a champion, it's like, oh, another Drake song. Oh, another Drake hit. Oh, I had enough of this guy. Get this guy out of here. And we do that to, to people. We do that to people on lower scales, right? We love, we love, uh, what, what's the term? You love to see people doing good, just not better than you. We do that a lot, but what I'll submit is if you feed into someone and, and lift someone up enough and use their success as an inspiration instead of a, a thing that makes you feel insecure about your space, that becomes fuel. You could, I could use my brother doing something positive as fuel for me to do something positive. And when he see me doing something positive, that might be few for him to be even more positive. And that's how we go up and up and up. Your, your light shining doesn't diminish mine. As a matter of fact, if you catch fire and I catch fire, we could get this whole room burning. Excuse the uh, analogy. I know the type of time that we're in. <laughs> I'm not advocating any rooms being burned down. <laughs> but you get what I'm saying. It, it's, it's a... Uh, that's what I love about um, watching the, the 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 Def Jam days. If any of y'all are real like hip hop fans of like the early two thousands, late nineties, when it was Rockefeller and it was Ja Rule and it was DMX and it was uh, Method Man and it was Red Man and all of these people coming together and they put together this concert and the the context was they had never had um, a full line of hip hop artists all touring together because the concert venues it was too much of a liability and their insurance was too high and they did that whole concert and there were no um there, there, were, there was no nonsense on it 
so it proved the big thing that hip-hop acts could be headliners and you could put a whole bunch of hip-hop acts together without people getting shot everywhere and people doing stupidness everywhere and you know all of that stuff and i love seeing that because as you grow and as 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 you build and if I build, we could have a city after a while. If you if you have one person over here building a, a pizza shop, one person over here building a, a, a nail salon, one person over here building a bookstore, one person over here building a, a real estate agency, one person over here building a bunch of houses, one person over here uh, uh, building a restaurant. Uh, after a while, we're going to have a full community that's flourishing. But if you see the one person building the pizza shop and you spend all your time trying to tear that pizza shop down or or, spend, or throw negativity to that person or spend all that all your time devaluing what he's doing, then we never have a full city. We never have a full citadel. We never have a full community of flourishing because we sitting here and we trying to throw throw rocks at, at other people. It goes back to value. It all goes back to value. We talk this Black Lives Matter stuff, but do we really believe it? That's why to go back to me trying to post it and shift the imagery, shift the narrative, shift the story, shift the view of how we see each other and how people see us. Black love is important to show because love humanizes love humanizes love humanizes and when we can love ourselves to the point where we want to see each other grow we don't we don't feel insecure about someone else's growth to the point where we got to kill them or we got to stagnate them or we got to talk bad about them or we got to put bad energy on them when we love ourselves to the point where we want to see ourselves grow we want to see black people grow that's what i love i love seeing another brother do something beautiful I love seeing another sister doing something beautiful. As a matter of fact, I love seeing white folk do beautiful things. I love seeing uh, Hispanic folk doing, I love seeing people win. That's where I get my energy from. That's where I get my energy. Y'all, if y'all follow me on Instagram, you know, always, I love seeing people doing incredible things because that that's what makes me say, all right, let me, let me not be stagnated. Let me not be stagnant. Let me not be lackadaisical. Let me not be lethargic. Let me not be apathetic. If I see you doing something, I'm going to be like, Yo, okay, yeah, let, now, now we in business. Now we could build and grow. Now let me go connect with this brother. Let me go connect with this sister. Let me go connect with, you know. And my track record speaks for itself. I'm, I'm not, a, I, I love us. I love, listen, listen, unapologetically, I love black people so much. Black women make my make my the hairs on my on my arms go up. Makes my send a chill down my spine how beautiful you are, black women. I love black folks so much. But I love people. My track record speaks for itself. You go to my stories, I I'll, I'll release the, the, the archives. I support everybody that's doing something positive. I support everybody that's that's doing something that I think is impactful. I support everybody that's 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 Doing something that's going to make a change, make a shift, that's, that's growing, that's building. And that's what we got to do for each other. That's what we got to do for each other, man. Like, yo, 
and it's so disheartening because it's 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 hard to dismantle it's hard to dismantle like generationally calloused ways of thinking it's hard you know the, the phrase you can't teach a old dog new tricks well you can but it's just hard it's hard to instill in us or to to change the the thought process in us to say yo one person doing well doesn't mean that you that you can't do well and that's the kind of attitude that 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 we have if you go back to what's the jay-z uh the thing um dad jim but you know the, the whole thing about either you uh rapping or uh, shooting a basketball maybe acting that was the only ways out for people in our community for for a very significant amount of time and the the, the pool right it's, it's a lot of fish but only what one or two might make it in a, in a community right instead of putting all of our efforts into these uh these industries that are and again not saying that you shouldn't pursue rap or pursue whatever, but you know, you know how, how much lawyers make that's, that's really worth they salt. You know how, how much politicians can make it. I'm not saying that you should be, you know, uh, out there just for the money. If you a politician, but you could do very well for yourself. You could make some real good connections. You know how, 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 how much entrepreneurs that are really doing well make. I mean, if you look at the richest people in the, in the world, ain't none of them rap. Ain't none of them do no type of genre of music ownership and, and and you get that ownership through like finding something that's really that you're really passionate about and like owning it owning your stuff owning and not only owning your stuff and this is the powerful thing this is the powerful thing not only owning your stuff but affording opportunity to other people. I say it all the time and I'm gonna say it again. It's gonna be a catchphrase. And I'm gonna at one point just have y'all repeat it back to me. Purpose is never personal. You look at all the moguls, you look at all the, the, the people who have all these thriving businesses. And the key thing is that they're creating opportunities multiple streams of opportunities for a lot of different people that's the uh, corporation type talk that's that conglomeration type talk multiple streams of opportunities if you look at uh look at people like jay how many opportunities that he handed out to sign different people kanye beanie siegel look at puff how many opportunities he handed out to, to different artists over the years And I know I'm being rap centric because that's the language that we speak in to, to one another oftentimes. But and, and that's another thing. We have to start highlighting people in our community that are doing great things and lucrative things other than music. We got to start highlighting the people that own hundred hundreds of, of franchises. We got to start. You know how little we talk about. Well, we talk about Magic Johnson a lot, but how how we should talk about him. Like he was closer to that, that, that B mark. He was closer to getting that. I don't know if he reached the B yet, but he was closer to getting that billion for a very long time. Right. 
there are a lot there are a lot of of, of black folk out there doing real well and okay i get it he started in basketball but he didn't make majority of his money in basketball right neither hove didn't make majority of his money in music there are a lot of black folk out here that are doing a lot of good stuff that has nothing to do with and i'm not i'm trying not to talk about the content that we put into the music because i know that if you a young person and you see your whole environment and your whole surroundings uh as something and you want to vent you can't heal from something that you don't reveal so i'm trying not to talk about the content that we put into the music but we gotta it's gonna be a conversation at one point and you know where i'm gonna go with it because it it, it diverts from telling your story revealing your story healing from your story and it shifts to celebrating the cycles of violence and the cycles of poverty and the cycles of of drug use and the thing is it 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 becomes celebration when you talk about it to a point where you revel in it and you don't give the the deeper understanding of it see the old school cats the old school rappers they gave you the deeper talk about it they told you about the drugs going on they told you about the drugs being taken and sold they told you about like you know iced tea uh uh was that six in the morning they told you about all the crime they told you about all all of the things going on but they gave you the deeper perspective of it it wasn't celebratory after a while because it busts down to these are community policies that these are policies that are affecting communities these are these this is like a community issue but we've gotten to the point now where it's almost celebratory that you have all this crazy stuff in your in your in your music it's celebratory and again i can't i can't look at an artist and say don't talk about that because that's that's not that that then that's not their artist that's not the artist that's something that i'm hoisting on him on, on who he should be but if you're talking about something that you don't really live or talking about something that you don't that you wouldn't want for your children one of the one of the the things that i take right and and again i just talked about not tearing people down and it's not tearing people down but it is talking about it so that we can grow from it one of the things that i always say is it it pains me to hear rappers talk all this hood stuff and then move their kids to the suburbs and not have and have their kids live a totally different now you should have want to and thrive to have your kids live better than you i understand that but you shouldn't do that based off of the money that you make from influencing other kids to live in systems of violence and in systems of drugs and in systems of poverty and i'm not saying every rapper does that because look a lot of rap especially now especially now i love where it is where especially the the rappers that are uh becoming mature before our eyes they're talking about getting money and owning the community and, and building the community and, and and doing great things and and not being a knucklehead and a lot of the rappers that are that we grew up with that are still you know about that action and and will bring the smoke to you if, if so called for the youth will listen to them so as they grow and they mature and their message grows and the message matures and the vision grows and the vision matures they 
affect the youth. They impact the youth because the youth sees, all right, I don't got to do it this, this way all the time. I do what I have to do, but I ain't got to do it all the time. It goes back to what I said about engaging and being politically active and being uh, active in the community. People paint the word activist as a bad word, but it's just being active in your community. It's just uh, investing your time in the community, taking interest in the community enough to, to involve yourself. I love what T.I. is doing. And T.I. was the trapper rapper. But I love what he's doing. I love how vocal he is. I love how when uh, that thing was going down in Atlanta with the uh, with the provocateurs. Um, notice I said provocateurs instead of riots, but provocateurs. I love how he was in the front lines and Killer Mike in the front lines. And, and I love how they are expanding their capacity to be political players, be, be real voices. I love what Charlemagne does. I love what Stephen A. Smith does. I love what, what, what Jay-Z does. Right. I love when when the, these urban figures that we grew up with that uh, were were tried to with other media, other community media uh, tried to make look so crazy and so out of pocket and so dangerous and tried to paint them with such such broad strokes. And they all dangerous and they're thugs and this and that. I love when these quote unquote thugs end up building a community and helping the community and shifting young minds and proving you wrong. I love that. Yeah, I love that. And it goes back to this. When I was a youth, I had to look at Giuliani time. That's where I, a lot of my worldview was shaped. Now, a lot of it changed. And I'll talk about that in, in the article that I write. But that's the, that's the primary worldview that I came into. The world was burning when I got here. But, but, these youth now, these people now that are that are seeing what's going on online now, that are seeing these rappers do amazing things, that are seeing black folk in general, uh, the, the Prince Darnell, I'm so sorry if I'm butchering your name, brother, but but him doing amazing things and Will Smith doing amazing things and, and, and just black folk in general doing amazing things this is the world that they're being burnt, born into this is the world view that they have and this is the hope that i have the, this is the world that they're this is what's shaping their minds and that's so beautiful that's so important that's so powerful if you think about that for a second like just ruminate on that for a second that we have grown we have grown and yeah, they're still getting images of, of, you know, people dying in the streets and people being killed by the police, right? It's still going on, but they have a different context to it because what happened, what, what's happening now would never happen in the nineties. I look at old, uh, I was watching this old Donahue and see a lot of us don't even know who Donahue is. We ain't that, we ain't that, uh, old to know who Donahue is, but I was watching this old Donahue episode and it was talking about race and just the division and the hostility and the the inability to to shift perspective or see from someone else's perspective was so thick you could cut it with a knife. The chasm was so far. Audience didn't even, it was like a segregated audience. But now we live in a time where we could see different people's perspectives we humanize people in a different way because 
if I if I if I feel like I know you outside of what the media paints you to be, like I could see what you who you are, I could see what you do, or pretty much what you do. And it's like you just like me. You you black you you may be black, but you just like me. You may be white, but you just like me. You may be gay, you just like me. You may be you know, a Muslim, but you just like me. You may be Jewish, but you just like me. You may be a woman, but you just like me. You may be this, you just like, you may be rich, but you just like me. You may be, you know, like, and that's why I love having, again, the, the power of stories, the power of growth through stories. Because you could be the richest person of all time. That doesn't shield you from anxiety. You could be, you could be dealing with a lot of stuff. And a lot of times we see uh, people in 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 the in the in our communities deal with a lot of stuff and 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 it's like wow you still can can muster up joy you still can muster up joy a lot of times a lot of times when we get on this internet thing, if we use it right, we get on these IGs and whatever platforms and we use it correctly. It's so powerful. You learn so much about people. You can grow immensely and it's not toxic positivity. It's not living in this idyllic type of world or this Xanadu, this, this false Xanadu. It's like seeing, yo, people have ups and downs. Everybody goes through the vicissitudes of life. Everybody goes through the ebbs and flows of the day. Everybody has good days. Everybody has bad days. Some people uh, have have amazing, amazing, amazing amounts of privilege, but they still deal with with nonsense. Everybody has a fight that they that they struggling through. Everybody has a demon that they're facing. Everybody has a battle that they got to fight. Everybody has a giant that they got to slay. We all got something. We all have something. And that's what I say to people who are so divided and who have such anger and animosity to other people. We all have something. Don't judge the person who you see might be going through a hard time or or who might not be able to pick himself up as fast as you can because we all are going through something. We all are going through something. The power in sharing what you're going through and me sharing what I'm going through and we connect on what we both are going through and we find that 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 brotherhood or sisterhood or personhood rather and and we can help each other get through it, help each other fight through it, help each other grow through it is that. Me listening to your story, I'm I'm growing from you. You listen to my story, I'm you're growing from me. We figuring out that each other, we both human. You might have ten million dollars in the bank, and I might have ten dollars, but we both gonna fight something. You might be the prettiest person alive, and I might <laughs> might not be, but we still going through something. How many people do you know have have uh, uh, body issues or have appearance issues? And you look at them and you're like, what? What the heck is wrong with you? You're, you're gorgeous. Or how many people have insecurity issues about who they are and you wouldn't even have seen it. You don't even still don't see it after they say it, but you wouldn't even seen what, what they were talking about. You wouldn't even known that they would have thought that way if they never would have said it to you. See, we're all dealing with these type of insecurities. We're all dealing with these type of 
things in our head. The power is coming together, share, revealing what we're going through, working through it together with, with other people, and then coming to find, find a resolve for it. Because when you find an answer to the cure, when you find the antidote to what you're dealing with, now I have the antidote. If I ever feel that way, or if my kid ever feels that way, or if my auntie or my cousin ever feels uh, some way about their image or some way about, right? If we're, we're talking about the, the current situation where white folk are listening more and, 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 and engaging more with people of color and how they feel. Now, if you have a, a friend going through identity crisis, or going through fear, you could talk to them because you could, you're more apt to talk to them because of the conversation that you had with with whoever else. They shared their honest and vulnerable and transparent stories. To go full circle, this is what this is for. First couple of episodes, of course, are going to be you know me because I'm here. But ultimately, this is a platform for stories. This is a platform for you, the listener, the engager. This is a platform for you. I don't go through everything. I don't go through all the stories. So I need you. I need you to share your ups and your downs. I need you to share your wisdom. I need you to share what you're ignorant about. And ignorant, I mean not disrespectfully, I mean what you don't know or what you were blind, the area that you were blind in. I, I, I need you to share that because it helps me grow. It helps other people grow. I need you. This finding good times is not just about Kyle finding good times. Finding good times is about us building a community where we're not positive toxically positive but that we are recognizing the stories that we have the places that that we've been the experiences that we've had the ups the downs the fights the struggles the victories the defeats the lessons the lessons the lessons that we learn that is the diamond in every experience the lessons that we learn and when we share these lessons you know what happens we start to find good times. Keep on tuning in. Keep on coming back. Keep on reaching out. Keep on responding. Please, please keep on responding. Please keep on reposting. Please DM me with your reactions to it. Tell me what you like. Tell me what you hate. Tell me everything I want to know about. I want to break it down. I want to talk to you because I, this is not for me. This is for you. This is for you. This is your platform. I'm just the I'm just the person that got to build it. Or we going to build it, but I'm just the person that laid the first brick. Now again, the time that we in I got to be sensitive with the words, <laughs> but I'm just here laying the foundation. It's up to you all to put together the facade of it. It's up to you all to furnish the house. It's up to you all to upkeep the house. I'm just laying the foundation. So with that being said, next time, I don't know what we're going to talk about, but next time, hopefully uh, it'll be a little bit more structured and we'll move into um, a series because I have a couple of series, a, a couple of series talks that I want to have um, a lot of uh, lessons that I've that I've learned 
and I want to move it to this platform instead of the, the Instagram platform because you can keep it and, and, you know, walk with it and ruminate on it and stop it and come back to it. And it's a longer format so we could tackle more and it, you know, doesn't get lost in the algorithm. So we'll probably be doing that in the next couple of episodes. But, um, yeah, reach out if you if you have a story, if you have something that you want to say, something that you want to share, something that you think people need to hear. This is your platform, baby. This is you. This is for you. So until that next time, y'all keep on finding good times. Do good. Think good. See good. But most importantly, be good. I love y'all. Peace. Good people, don't forget to follow Finding Good Times at Finding Good Times on all platforms, at Finding Good Times on all available platforms, and of course, FindingGoodTimes.com. Keep following, keep sharing, keep reposting, most importantly, keep being good. Love y'all.